Okay, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Friday, November the 5th, 2021, and we have quite a bit of news to cover for you folks. I mean, uh, I gotta be honest, the, the amount of headlines I saw this morning compared to yesterday morning was quite... Uh, quite significant. I mean, there were a few um, revelations that, uh, pertaining to, you know, global news that came out uh, later in the, the afternoon, early to mid-evening yesterday, but I figured, you know, at that point, there's no use in, in doing a crack and might as well just sort of round it up at the end of the week here. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's jump right into it. I just want to be completely honest with you folks. Um, after the uh, the first uh, point here that I'm going to say, there will be probably the next minute or so of uh, covering COVID-related news. And the reason I feel to cover it is because we got to keep our finger on the pulse as sick as we are of hearing about it. So for those that are not interested in hearing about COVID stuff, I'd probably say maybe skip to, I don't know... Um, two, two minutes past this point, I would say, just for the sake of those that don't want to hear. So anyways... First off, the leadership of the nuclear-powered submarine USS Connecticut that hit an unknown object later identified as Seamount in the South China Sea last month will be relieved of command, according to U.S. officials, according to routers. Here's the thing. We can speculate as much as we like, but again, maybe that's the official thing or the official reason or explanation of the object, quote-unquote object, I say that with air quotes, that they hit. Um, it could be possible the captain experienced something relative to some type of, again non-earthly experience or non-human experience relative to what we know generally speaking therefore you know there's a cover story that he has to be dismissed and you know things like that now with that being said it's very possible that this was blatant incompetence but again i i doubt that I really do. In often cases, this is what we see with respects to cover-ups. The NDAs are signed, multiple NDAs are signed very quietly. Um, you know, these people are, you know, publicly, there's an official reason, but they get paid off with a nice amount of money. They go into, you know, retirement or something of this type because of the event that occurred. And they're, you know, just told they're going to live the rest of their lives out in peace. Their families will be, them and their families will be taken care of. They get an early pension, things like this. I'm not trying to, you know... <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm not, I'm not trying to conclude or imply that that is the case in this particular instance, but again, because of how often the media and the government lie to us, world governments lie to us, we have to speculate that such, again, uh, scenarios may in fact be a reality in some cases, right? Now, on to the, oh, by the way, before I get on to the COVID crap, um, happy Diwali to all of my fellow uh, Indian friends. I hope you guys are having a great time over there. Uh, apparently, there was a story that I decided not to cover uh, pertaining to the Diwali fireworks uh, polluting the air more in India, making people sick. Again, the reason why I didn't want to cover it is because they know what they're doing when I say the mainstream media. They're pushing this climate change narrative. How come this was never a concern last year? or the year before. And if it was, how come it wasn't brought to the front page of the BBC or the New York Times like it is now? You see what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I take issues with that. Again, co consistency. They, they haven't been covering things the way they have pertaining to the climate. Again, it, uh, relative to, say, for example, the last three to four months, how there's been a massive ramp up in the climate change narrative. So again, the second I see there being some type of narrative pushed in that regard, the only time I will cover it is if is it is if it is to show you folks the narrative being pushed, in my opinion. But the next thing is that OSHA will consider expanding the vaccine mandate to smaller businesses with fewer than 100 employees during a 30-day comment, uh, comment period, according to the U.S. Labor Department. Again, not going to spend time extrapolating on this or speculating on it. We'll leave that there. Uh, the UK drug regulator has authorized Merck's coronavirus treatment, the first pill shown to be effective at treating COVID-19. Okay, again, free market, capital market, but you know, 
there's, you know, there's a lot that could be said about this. The next thing is that Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate begins January 4th with hefty fines for non-compliance. Large employers with 100 or more workers must mandate vaccinations and or weekly testing and masks for those who refuse the vaccine. Again, OSHA plans to send out agents to check that workplace uh, that workplaces are in compliance with the rule. For willful violations, a company can be fined up to $136,532. The standard penalty is $13,653 for a single violation. Um, yeah, there's also the... It's a 490-page it's a report. I don't know where they come up with such specific, specific numbers when they say, you know, like the, with these fines and all that. I don't know why it's even... Again... It's already so high at this point. What's with the specific, the odd numbers? But anyways, um, yeah, l- look, Australia, that's all I'm going to say to that. Um, the next thing is that the Bank of England has decided to hold interest rates at 0.1% despite rising inflation concerns. Um, okay. I mean, like, again, I- I'm not trying to just dismiss this as if, as if it's nothing. Again, arguments could be made both ways about with what's being re- uh, held on to here. I think we're... Um, I think we're in the middle, we're in the process of seeing a major collapse in many different regards, and I think it's it definitely not good, obviously not good, but in a way, is it possible that maybe this collapse needs to occur in order for certain elites to be exposed, but then we also have to consider, is that collapse caused by another group of elites just trying to, you know, eliminate a handful of other elites off the chessboard, right? So, pardon me, it's a, it's a little bit difficult to discern there, which is why the only thing we can currently do is observe what's occurring. The next thing is that the White House aide, tra- a White House aide traveling with Biden to COP26 tested positive for COVID and is now in quarantine in Scotland. And Moderna plunged, their stock plunged over 18% today after quarter three earnings miss. If that doesn't tell you that it's all about money, I don't know what does, you know, and we see with the vaccinations, you know, the definition of vaccines has now changed and yada yada, you know, according, I can say this because again, this is official from my understanding, it has changed, we cannot say that it hasn't because I believe the official statement has, um, and I say that with air quotes, but again, you know, I thought they were all vaccinated, I thought it's all fine, uh, again, I'm just, you know, just trying to say, not, I'm not trying to say that the, 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 the media lied about the, the, well, yeah, I'm leaving that there. They did lie. Um, the next thing is that the University of Oxford scientists have uncovered a gene that doubles the risk of death from COVID-19. They say around 60% uh, of people from South Asian backgrounds and 15% of people from European ancestry carry the high-risk version uh, of the LZTFL1 gene. We Look, if this is legitimate science, then so be it. Seriously, so be it. And I'm, I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but if they're trying to push this because of, ironically enough, it seems to be the same locations around the world where there's a significant decrease in people, you know, not wanting to take the vaccine. Again, we also have to look at that as well. There's no, you know, no such thing as conspiracies, but no such thing as coincidences either. If we go by that sort of line of thinking um, in many, in many aspects. The next thing is that Pfizer's new experimental COVID pill, Paxlovid, cuts hospitaliza- hospitalizations and deaths by 89%, the company claims. It said it planned to submit the data as soon as possible to the FDA to seek authorization for the pill to be used in the U.S. It is, the pill is a 3CL protease inhibitor, a type of antiviral medication that has been used against HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. 
And also, by the way, too, it's interesting to point out that Moderna, Biotech, Merck & Co., and Novavax and Regeneron stock have all dropped significantly by, except for Regeneron, the rest have, and Merck, the rest have dropped by double digits, except for Pfizer, which is up 8%. If we don't see what's going on here, I mean, folks, come on, it's very blatant. It's very, very blatant, if you ask me. The next thing is that the U.S. payrolls rose by 531,000 in October versus an estimated 450,000 as prior months were revised sharply upward. Again, so I, I'm not an economist. I'm not an economist. I think this is just a small drop in the bucket compared to what the big picture is, right? Um, which is why I don't want to spend too much time covering it. The next thing is that Igor Denchenko, the main researcher of the Clinton-funded Steele dossier, was arrested by federal authorities as part of the inquiry led by uh, John Durham, according to the New York Times. Uh, Special Counsel John Durham's indictment yesterday of the dossier source Igor Denchenko revealed the first real evidence of Russia collusion, and it was linked to Hillary Clinton's associates, not to Trump or his presidential campaign. Again, I don't want to say that that is blatant fact. I mean, I will, it will be truthful, truthfully honest with you folks. Obviously, more uh, center right and obviously far right websites are reporting this. But again, if presuming this is legitimate and this is, you know, the the veracity of this has been ascertained by an independent source and what have you. And again, the New York Times seems to be reporting this as well, which again it would not necessarily be in their favor to do so. But again, they just go where the money and the clicks are, right? So uh, again. I got to be honest, if Trump was guessing or not, he was right when he said the Dem you know, Democrats colluding with the Russians, because when you take a look, for example, about I, I, maybe that's an overly vague statement. But when you take a look at the the push and implication of Russiagate, the Russiagate was a really big conspiracy. Take a look at the Putin files done by PBS. There's never concrete facts or evidence about Russians hacking. Look at the read the read the reports by the CIA, the NSA the director of national intelligence, read the reports. They cannot prove that it was Russia. I'm not trying to take sides against the United States or the West. I'm really not. But we got to be fair where fairness is due, right? Now, again, we got to also argue, are these the same, you know, people will say, oh, well, you don't trust the intelligence communities of the West? You mean the same intelligence communities that, you know, lie to us about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, that lie to us about Roswell? That recently the Air Force admitted that the first story about it being a, a weather balloon was a lie. Again, you know, the ones that wanted to blow up Miami at one point to justify going to full-on kinetic war with Castro. You know, we can go over we can go over and over. So again, arguments could be made both ways. The next thing is that, according to Al Jazeera, all the trees have died. Iraqis face um, intensifying water crisis. They struggle to cope with depleted water resources exacerbated by climate change and disputes with neighbors. My problem with this article, folks, is when I read something like this, my issue with this is why all of a sudden now is this going to be the first page? You see what I'm saying? Why is this going to the first page of Al, Al Jazeera, the BBC, you name it? Why? Why was this not an issue last year? And if they, you know, they'll argue, the media, mainstream media will say, no, no, it was, we covered it. Yeah, you know what you're doing, you morons. I mean, you put it on the fifth or sixth page of the paper, whether it was the, the physical paper or the actual digital one. You know what you're doing, come on. Like, it's like that, 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 I believe, Russian philosopher said, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, they know that we know that they know, but they know that we know that they know that we know, but they're not going to do anything about it. I think that's how it goes. Don't quote me, but you get the idea. The next thing is that the Sudan coup leader agrees with the U.S. to speed up new government formation. The U.S. has urged Sudan's General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan to swiftly restore civilian-led governance after the military takeover. I wonder what the CIA's angle in this is, and I'm just being honest. Usually when the U.S. and the Congress agree publicly, it's because there's been a deep military-industrial complex apparatus national security influence push from the shadows, if you will, the metaphorical shadows. The next thing is that the Tunisian judge um, issues 
issues an arrest warrant uh, for ex-president Marzuki. No details given on the charges that Marzuki faces, but he has been fiercely critical of President Kai's Syed's power grab. Okay, so this is where it's iffy, right? Again, Tunisia, very, very, I hear the Tunisian people are great people, but, you know, the governing bodies there, it's unfortunate. It really is. The next thing is that um, the Biden administration approves a $650 million weapon sale to Saudi Arabia. Ha, ah, there we go. Just keep selling the weapons. And I'm not trying to be some big, you know, anti-war person. I understand the reality of life, sadly, but at least I'd like to think I do. Um, again, I... If, unless these arms deals stop amongst everyone, I don't, there's going to be races of all kinds, you know, and, and uh, arms races, I mean, uh, we see here the Pentagon says enabling the kingdom to buy US made air to air missiles would improve the security of a friendly country. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm sure you put some spyware in there too, as as I'm sure they all do, maybe, um, you know, they put some type of uh, very, very small, uh, you know, bug, whether literal or digital, you name it. I mean, just like the Stuxnet virus back in 2010 with Iran, if I'm not mistaken. The next thing is that Sudan Sudan's army chief orders the release of four ministers held in the coup. The move comes as the UN is working to find a way out of a political impasse since the military seized power in late October. Let's see how this plays out. It's a chess game. It's a chess game. I don't know the powers behind it, so it's only going to lead to more speculation if we comment on it currently too soon, in my opinion. The next thing is that Iran marks the anniversary of the 1979 takeover of the U.S. Embassy. General Hossein Salami, chief of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, denounced, denounces the U.S. aggression in the region over past decades. Look, I couldn't agree more. I don't agree with the way Iran responds to, to, to a lot of things, and I still don't. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I do to a... a to a somewhat of a, of a minimal extent, understand where they're coming from in the respect of, you know, the U.S. is getting involved in, in shit that they shouldn't be, part of my English overseas. Again, arguments could be made both ways. This is my whole thing with Afghanistan, that globalistic versus nationalistic view, you know, um... Yeah. So again, and even if we're not there, when I say we, I mean the West or Europeans, not in an official manner. It's different. I guess if you're, if you have spies in there, because that'll probably never end. Humans will never trust each other in that regard. As people say, you know, we're basically a bunch of apes with nukes, you know? So, um, yeah. The next thing is that the Israeli parliament passes a budget and avoids the government collapse. The failure to approve the budget by November 14th would have triggered fresh elections, giving Benjamin Netanyahu an opportunity for a comeback. He's just waiting. He's like the shark circling the waters, you know, Netanyahu, metaphorically. Like I said, you know, many people, many of you know, so I don't want to re-explain heavily or strongly, but the Knesset, Israeli politics is not like American or, or Western politics or even European, where if you lose, you get pushed to the edge, so to speak. Israeli, they, they, there's a very tight-knit um, bond there politically, if you will, and otherwise. The next thing is that Somalia gives the African Union envoy seven days to leave the country. The government has accused Simon Malongo of engaging in activities in incompatible with the African Union mission. I wonder what type of intelligence incursions are occurring there, what, what's going on there, because, you know, it, it's hard to say with such an external viewpoint, really, unless we're on the ground, unless we hear whispers of what's happening. I don't even want to comment on that because, again, it's probably so out of context, so distorted, right? We just read a headline in a quick little summary. What does that mean, right? The next thing is that Niger declares two days of mourning after nearly 70 killed. The government says that 69 people were killed in latest violent incident in Niger's tri-border zone with Burkina Faso and Mali. Yes, as we've been reporting. It's very, very sad. It really, really is. And again, I wish I could come here and say we got this perfect solution, if you will, but no. My only solution is until free energy anti-gravity tech is put out there for people to put literal force fields around themselves so this doesn't happen to innocent women and children and men too, of course. 
I don't know what there is to say. Seriously. I don't know what other, even that would not be a permanent solution, if you will, because, you know, whatever. Uh, Then that just leads to extrapolation and speculation. But the next thing is that uh, we see here, Muslims have been barred from Friday prayer sites in India's Gurgaon or Gurgayan, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, please forgive me if I butchered it. The Hindu right-wing groups have held religious events at a public ground where the city's Muslims usually offer prayers every week. It's Look, again, Prime Minister Modi, I have to be honest, from what I've read and what I've heard from people in India there, he hasn't really helped with this, uh, you know, calm this division, if you will. Please correct me if I'm wrong, folks, and I will be glad to make a correction for those that are living there, but, you know, Again, it's a provocation. It's sort of like poking the bear, if you will, uh, metaphorically, not to say that the Muslim presence is stronger than the Hindu presence or anything like this. But, you know, I've been told by someone in India that lives there currently that, you know, Modi is doing somewhat I, I, very, I say very carefully and roughly similar to, you know, Israel and Palestine with the settlements relative to the Hindus and the, and the Muslims in India. So, again, unless I'm on the ground there, which I'd love to be on the ground there at some point soon, truly in India, then... Um, then it's hard for me to say at this moment. But again, I will follow up on this, I promise you folks. The next thing is that Taliban leader warns of infiltrators, warning by Haibatullah Akunzada, uh, comes as the movement faces increased attacks from hardline groups. Yeah, infiltrators, like I said. CIA, intelligence, you think they left? Come on. Uh, The next thing is that the Pakistan Prime Minister unveils the country's biggest ever welfare program. Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan unveiled a $709 million package of subsidies for low-income households struggling with food price inflation. Look, I don't mean to go full-on socialist or communist here, but I really do believe not not the higher-end class people around the world relative to their financial status in society. I think the lower-class people need a boost. I'm not trying to be a socialist or communist. I think, look, we've been through too much shit relative to COVID, so many other things in the past two to three years, even before that. I think a nice cash injection to everyone around the world would be great. But again, that's in a hypothetical world where everyone's singing Kumbaya by the fire and there's no devious, depraved, nefarious individuals trying to push, uh, you know, shitty agendas, right? The next thing is that Peru confirms their new moderate left cabinet. Political infighting within Pedro Castillo's ruling Marxist party did not prevent Congress from approving a new moderate cabinet. Good. Again, if this is assuming it's legitimate, it's what the people want, so be it. The next thing is that Migrants injured in fresh clashes with Mexico's National Guard. Clashes come days after National Guard officers fatally shot a Cuban national and injured four other migrants. Yeah, this time around, it's not the U.S. side. It's on the Mexican side of the border that um, that the National Guard, uh, yeah, messed up on. Uh, again, I'm sure there will be increase in hearings. Very sadly, there is corruption in Mexico. So, again... Uh, Let's hope that this goes about in the proper process, in the fluid process. But the next thing is that the United States Congress has approved legislation to sharply increase diplomatic pressure on the government of President Daniel Ortega in in Nicaragua. The latest move by a foreign government towards squeezing Managua Managua ahead of controversial elections uh, this weekend. Yeah, this goes back to that perspective. Should other countries get involved or not? Are there interests of what? Mining interests? What kind of interests are there? Energy interests? Economic intelligence interests? You name it. You name it, right? Um, Proxy interests to be used for a larger operation. we got to consider all these things. The next thing is that a deadly landslide has hit Western Colombia, according to authorities. At least 10 people were injured and 15 to 20 people were missing following the event in the Narino province. Again, Natural disasters, it's it's very sad to say, but uh, sad to hear about, and it really is. It just makes me think, you know, again, could this have been prevented with some type of government technology? I know the world's not perfect even with this type of ET tech that we speak of on the show so much. 
that you know alleged et tech that our leaders have in their hands for the vast majority uh, of the of the world but again even if we did have this tech out there i'd like to think like, maybe not every natural disaster is preventable mistakes do happen this is this is just the, the life or the simulation we live in, right? So again, I'm not trying to say, oh yeah, whatever, it's nothing, but what else could be said to this extent, right? The next thing, if we take a look here, is that um, the uh, Dutch court has scrapped uh, scraps record $50 billion payout over bankrupt oil giant. The Supreme Court canceled the arbitration award uh, that Russia was ordered to pay former shareholder of now defunct oil producer Yukos. Yukos collapsed in 2006 after oil tycoon Mikhail um, Kolderkovsky fell out with Russian, Russian President Vladimir Putin and the government began demanding billions of dollars in alleged back taxes that ultimately resulted in it being seized by the state. Again, I don't need to spell out for you folks word for word what seemed to have happened there. But again, we, we see what's going on in that regard. And um, again, you know, Supreme Court canceled the arbitration award. Russia was ordered to pay former shareholders. Yeah. So, you know, could there have been some type of intelligence blackmail operation so that Russia didn't have to pay this? Could they have gone into the to the to the you know the um the Dutch courts the judges maybe a little bit above that so the judges were told to rule in their favor, um. Yeah, it, we got to consider all these things. The next thing is that a por the Portuguese president has called a snap general election for January 30th. Marcelo Rebelo de Sousa's move follows the minority government's defeat in a key vote on the country's budget. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, if he's in his right to do so, as as dictated by the way the law works there, then so be it. Presuming there's no corruption, let's see what happens. We'll follow up on it, seriously. The next thing is that the Bosnia-Herzegovina faces a political crisis as tensions rise. The peace deal that ended the war in Bosnia 25 years ago is in danger of unraveling. Folks, I don't need to spell it out for you folks. Again, there's tension all over the world pertaining to almost everything that we know of. Well, what else is there to say? That, that it applies to, whether at an individual level, government level, the the human tensions are rising. The not to get overly esoteric here, but the the energies are, are are lifting, not in a good way. In many cases, in other cases, they are. So, in my opinion, at least from what I see, the next thing is that. <clears throat> Uh, findings of inquest into Iranian refugees' death spurs calls for an end to Australia's inhumane offshore detention policy, um, according to, uh, let me see here, according to Al Jazeera. Australia's urge to end their refugee detentions. Yeah, I, I would urge them to also end uh, that COVID stuff too. So I'm going to leave that there because, again, don't get me started on, on going on a whole thing here. So with as it pertains to what's going on in Australia in multiple aspects and elements. The next thing is that two death row inmates in Japan are taking legal action against same-day executions. Um, yeah, I, I would... I would I mean, forget the country, whatever. You're an inmate. You you're announced. You wake up in the morning. Yeah, you're going to be killed this afternoon. What? You don't have time to ponder this, to, to appeal this decision? So, you know, prisoners on death row are only notified hours before they are to be executed. Capital punishment is conducted by hanging. Their lawyer has argued that such short notice was extremely inhumane, local media said. Rights groups have uh, long criticized the practice, saying it affects the mental health of prisoners. I truly cannot agree more. I really do. Again, um, look, I'll be honest with you. I think it's also, I'm not trying to be a very hateful person, but I think there is a difference between, you know, telling a convicted pedophile or molester, child rapist, if you will, that uh, they're going to be hung that day compared to someone who, you know, accidentally murdered someone. Uh, well, accidentally, again, given the situation, but you folks see what the examples I'm trying to give here. I think it should be determined more on context, context by context basis. You know, if you've, 
I, you know, you think of someone like Epstein who ruined the lives of so many, uh, you know, innocent women in a lot of regards. You got to think in that at that point. What what would you what would you do? Like, would you want a guy like that to even have the right to uh, to uh, to take some days to decide, or sorry, to ponder or appeal his his hanging? You know, in a hypothetical world, it's up for debate. The argument can go both ways. Truly, um, the next thing is that. Warnings are stark and coming from inside and outside of North Korea uh, pertaining to uh, starvation. Defectors based in South Korea have told us that their families in the North Korea are going hungry. There are concerns. Uh, there is a concern as winter approaches that the most vulnerable will starve. Uh, fresh concerns have been... Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we know this in with regards to uh, you know starvation, things like that. It's hard to say what goes on there unless we're on the ground. I mean, I believe that Western European and other uh, you know um, global intelligence apparatuses also have a difficult enough time figuring out what's going on there. I do believe that they know what's happening in North Korea much more than they tell the public, obviously. But this doesn't surprise me. It, it's sad that we can't do anything about it immediately, but it doesn't surprise me. The next thing is that fresh concerns have been raised about China's property sector as Kaiser Group has become the latest developer to miss a payment to investors. Kaiser said it was facing a, a unprecedented pressure on its finances due to a challenging property market. It comes as rival developer Evergrande Group is still reeling under the weight of more than 300 billion American or 222 billion euros of debt. Again, makes you think as our friend great friend of the show and camden says you know uh uh it looks like they need a war china in a lot of the ccp more so um again i don't mean this to be a reflection of all the chinese people or maybe any of the chinese people for that matter but first evergrande now kaiser let's see what keeps crumbling let's see what causes it let's see what you know what will disseminate from that what after effects will ripple in other areas of the world other areas of life of business of industry of economics of, of military uh, sadly um yeah that's that's the most i could say at this point we're gonna have to follow up uh very shortly in the coming days let's see if there's any updates as i'm sure there will be the next thing is that eric adams uh the final thing excuse me uh the mayor elect for new york city has said he would like his first three paychecks in bitcoin the former police captain was elected this week to take over at the end of mayor bill de blasio's term in january mr adams said on social media that he wanted to signal his intention to make new york the center of the cryptocurrency industry those that are members on our patreon will know very strongly that this is um <clears throat> we'll pick up that this doesn't seem to be a coincidence relative to other things that we can't speak on publicly here so i couldn't even say it in the news uh, segment even if i even if i wanted to but with that being said folks i hope that was a fair enough roundup of news for the past week um we will probably uh, we may do another kraken on sunday if enough news comes out later today as well as tomorrow um but other than that we got uh, more uh, members content coming uh, members only episodes uh, long form conversations of course the public's got a lot coming too this weekend and uh, we'll catch all of you very very soon Cheers.